Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. This is the show all about commercial property investing for the private investor. For those of you who want to create great cash flow, no matter where you are in the world, this is aimed at both individuals just getting started in commercial property and those with a growing portfolio. Through interviews, hard-learned lessons and tips from professional investors, we want to give you a constant source of inspiration and up-to-date information on what has worked and what hasn't worked so you can make more informed decisions about your commercial real estate investments. Hi, welcome back to an episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about who our target market for CMO or flat space is. For those of you that have listened to episode 91 of the podcast, which is from back in November, I had a great conversation about retail and the charity sector with Jay Hogarty. If you missed it, I strongly recommend you earmark that one and have a listen later. He has since joined us on a mastermind programme that we've been running, which has meant I've got to know him much more, which has been great fun. First and foremost, he is a real character and fun to be around, but he's really knowledgeable about his sector and clearly has a great giving nature. I want to touch on a wee debate we've been having recently about target markets and customer segmentation. Now, He's not here. This is an interview. He's not here to talk about his position, I'm afraid. So I'm sure I'll hear about that when we next talk. So sorry, Jay. Now, before I get into that, some of you may have noticed that I'm starting to put out shorter episodes, which are different to the main Thursday chats. And I wanted to get one recorded quickly for the coming week. And this topic has popped up in a few other conversations. My intention is to put out our kind of deeper content or interviews on Thursdays. And when I can, put in shorter specific episodes on Monday or Tuesdays to give you a thought or a tip that might just help there and then. Today's musing came from a deal analysis conversation we had a couple of weeks ago. Now, we regularly have a Zoom call about potential or recent deals with all the commercial property students that we're currently working with. So we get to learn about different projects, live examples, and where we can get feedback from the group. So it might be that Um, somebody has a new project they're looking at or they're analysing and we can get some feedback from people who've done something similar. So on this recent call, a super successful couple who we're working with were talking about their recent CMO purchase and Jay asked a very sensible question. He said, who is your target market? Now, they didn't have a straightforward or a punchy answer. So we chatted that through. But I kept thinking about it and pulling my thoughts together afterwards. And I thought I'd share with you what I think the difference is in my approach. When you're opening up a business in a new year, it's fundamental that you know the local demographics. For instance, how affluent are the locals? What age? What life stage? What do they own? What do they have? What do they do? All these sorts of things are terribly important to know 
so you can determine if they will buy your product, whatever it is you're going to be selling. And you may have a very specific avatar for your target market. Now, I do have an answer for you about what our target market is. But just before I go there, let me just tell you about some of the clients we have at just one of our buildings and the products they use. So have a listen to this list. In that particular building, we have some construction companies. We have some psychiatrists. We have a multi-billion dollar Silicon Valley company. They have an outpost in our building. We have people from the oil and gas sector. The third sector, social media gurus, software companies, translation business, lawyers, students, corporate remote workers. So that's those people who come in and use our business lounge or co-work. They don't pay the bill. Their company does. We've had a recruitment business in there. Tattoo artist who's extremely successful in that building. We have had and have accountants and lots of day visitors from all sorts of different professions. Some of them work for themselves. Some of them work for corporates. They're in the city. They need a desk, a space to go and work in. We've had food and beverage businesses in there, uh, restaurant owners and those setting up trading businesses or, I guess, product businesses where they're trying to sell a particular food. We've had a taxi company. And we've had lots of creatives. So it's quite a mix. The business type is not necessarily the common thread there. And even the business activity, albeit there are a number who are, I guess, admin or service focused. But I mean, a therapist or therapists and tattoo artists, they're client facing. They're not doing a service and selling that on, as it were. They're actually seeing the customer. So for me, it's not necessarily the client type that we're targeting but the client need. And there is a subtle difference there. From my perspective, the way I view it, is the market is made up of different components. And I've mentioned the market analyzer before. You should, if any of you um, don't know where that is, you can go on the, the website and you should be able to download a free copy. If, if it's not there, just send me a message and I'll make sure you get a copy of it. But basically, there's four components I believe, to the market when you're analysing a market. The components that matter to me are the sector type. So that is back to what type of business. There's the contract type or the offer or the licence or the lease. The quality of the space and the size of the space. I think they're all really fundamental. And then finally, there's price. But price is determined by a lot of those other items. So sector could be industrial, or I guess in this case, it could be leisure or admin office. The second part, though, the contract type is where you're talking about the offer. So is it a lease that's 20 years or is it a very flexible license? Or as I said there, we've even got people who just use the the location for day passes. So our contract type is much more flexible in that particular building. And the quality of that building is pretty high. And the size of the spaces are reasonably small, albeit we're flexible and we have let out whole floors to um, single organisations. But the point is that there's a whole melee of different things there. And you could have a customer who wants a small space, not necessarily bothered about quality, in a more long-term basis. So they might want a two-year lease or something or a three-year lease, and that's fine. But that's not what we've targeted in that particular property. When you study a local market really well, then you can find out what combination of these things is in high demand. 
And then you can focus your efforts into providing that combination. So in our CMO properties, we really don't have a specific targeted customer category, but we do have a targeted specific type of space and offer, which is all based on our analysis of the local market supply and demand. Over time, we have adjusted some of our spaces to meet a demand at those more mature locations as a customer type has become more dominant. For example, one of our buildings therapies, uh, health businesses, that sector has grown and that's something that we have um, developed our facility to support more and more. But as you start out, my belief is you need to target a need. There might be a sector that starts to appear as being more dominant. Now, I can't just say, oh yeah, our target market is everyone or everyone wants an office, which, which is slightly better, but not very much. We have to be more sophisticated than that, of course. However, a wee cautionary note, over the years, we have not focused in on one specific customer type in a new location. For instance, um, we haven't focused in on freelancers or creatives or even the health sector. We've let the inquiries guide us and have adapted our offering to suit Now, I'm not a market analysis genius, or any kind of genius for that matter, but this approach has worked well for us and our type of offering. If I were to focus a bit more, then our customer base is businesses, and obviously not the general public, and there is a focus on businesses that might be home-based or startup, but that target might well be determined by the property that's available for us to buy and the size of spaces that we can create. For instance, a multi-billion pound Silicon Valley company is not necessarily going to want a two-person office, although sometimes they start out like that. But the purchase decision that you make on that property is based on good market analysis of what the customer demand is going to be. Well, there's my case anyway. At the end of the day, 101 marketing gurus will disagree with my prognosis. <laughs> I'm a commercial multi-let property investor and not a marketing expert. Also bear in mind, this whole discussion is based around a flexible CMO offering and not a single let property. The market analysis for a single let, if you're going for an FRI lease or a full repair insuring lease on a single unit, is going to be much more targeted. In fact, hopefully you'll have your tenant lined up before even committing to the purchase. For me, it's not about the client type that we're targeting, but the client need. That's the thing that we really have to work out at the early stage of what is the local demand, not necessarily the company or the company type that's going to be needing it. Well, there's my case anyway. Right. Thanks, Jay. Look forward to hearing your reaction behind closed doors when we catch up soon. Thank you to all our listeners, too, who have been busy downloading and pushing our numbers through the roof recently. I really appreciate your support and feedback. Have a great week and we'll catch up with you again on Thursday. enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast. And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be a first one. 
Open your podcast app, pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. And on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them.